Welcome to the LaughSpin.com podcast. What's up, everybody? LaughSpin podcast back again. My name is Mike, and Dylan Gadino joins me, editor-in-chief, LaughSpin.com. What's up, buddy? Hey! Oh, I'm so joining you right now. Hey, man. You're joining all over the place. How you doing? I'm, I'm doing all right. How are you doing? It's good, dude. It, everything's uh, on my end is good. So this has been a crazy week, but uh, we have we have listeners! We do have listeners, and uh, as as promised, last last week we basically said... We know we have listeners. We we have the analytics to prove it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to get you guys a little bit more involved in commenting and 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 dropping some reviews on iTunes. And and if you do, we we are more than happy to 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 say hi to you. So uh, that being said, we wanted to say hi to a few people. John Gordon, one of them. John. Hello, John. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Tell your friends. Hi, John. Uh, I also wanted to say hello to Rue. I guess that's how you pronounce her name, right? Like Rue McClanahan? Sure. Rue? She's from Houston. She says uh, she listens on SoundCloud, and she listens uh, while she's working. Uh, oh, she also says, I, I don't know how unique you can get, but you guys are effing funny. I don't know what that I guess that means we're since we're basically reporting the news I don't we can't do we can't like no, do wacky things. You said you said last week that you wanted to do unique shout outs. Oh. So so here's what I figured I'd do. <laughs> First of all, Rue brings yes. up a good point, okay? You need to do some unique shout outs because that's what we that was the that was kind of the prize of, of oh, okay, giving us okay. a little shout there. And, so go uh, ahead. Emails you go. And so forth. So Rue from H-Town as she puts it, which is Houston. Rue, I got a little fun fact for you about Houston. Did you know that Houston has the second most amount of strip clubs per capita? Than any other U.S. city. Wow, yes. I didn't, I, I didn't know that. Yes. Um, you know how many strip clubs Houston has? Even if you tell me, I don't know that it's going to mean anything to me because I really don't know. I, I, I have visited Houston once, but I don't know how big it is or seventy. How, tell me how many. Seventy. Seventy strip clubs in the greater Houston area. That's amazing. I spent, I spent a day or two there, and I could see why they would. Uh, I mean, I, it's a, it's a fine town. Sure. Unless, unless you hate it, Rue, then. I then I don't like it either. Second, it comes in second, right below Portland, Oregon. Believe it or not, really. Yeah. Per capita, we're talking. Per capita. I would not think that of Portland. Yep, and Houston there bringing up the silver medal. So congrats. I mean, re- I mean more than Vegas. Correct. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's your unique shout out there, uh, Rue. And for John Gordon, because all you really gave us was your name, uh, I have this for you. Gordon's alive. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's your unique shout out, John. Thank you. And you know what? While we're while we're doing this, we had a very complimentary iTunes review from from Alex Dim. He says, uh, this, podcast, this podcast came to my attention a few months ago. It has rapidly become a favorite. You can tell Dylan, that's me, that's me. You can tell Dylan is passionate on this subject, and both are, very, are, both are funny themselves. Oh, wow, thanks. Who is that from? Alec? Alex Dim. Alex Dim. Thanks, bud. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, isn't that nice? Very cool. So if you would like uh, your own little special shout-out there, drop us a line. 
Dylan at laughspin.com. Or you can get me at uh, Mike at mastersofnone.com, which is my other podcast, which I usually plug later, but I'll plug it now for the sure. Email. Throw it out there, and uh, and we'll do some we'll do some more of these coming up. They'll be good. Um. Yeah. Oh, and you know what else we have? What you have? Uh, you have the fact that you're going to be uh, revealing the the results of the readers' awards. We are, we are. So for the past few weeks, people have been voting on laughspin.com. We have uh, 12 categories, uh, the, the, the 2012 Reader's Poll Awards. So uh, as, as we record this. <laughs> you, sound like, you sound like you're like telling me a story. It's like nap time and you're telling get over and you get Spider-Man and Batman and Ghostbusters and... You got to understand, I do hang out with a four-year-old for a, lar- a large part <laughs> of my day. That's true. All right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, so uh, so that's been happening on Laughspin. Uh, and today, as we record this, the results are not on Laughspin. By the time this hits, yeah. uh, I'm sure the results will be up. But in the event that they're not, mm-hmm. the people listening to this will have uh, exclusive information. First-hand knowledge. First-hand you knowledge. So we'll be uh, announcing uh, the the twelve winners later on in the show. Sweet man, that's awesome. Okay, so listen for that a little bit later. All right, let's get to some comedy news. Comedy news. Uh, Jack Black bringing a web series to Yahoo. Yahoo, what is Yahoo Screen? Is that like a, that's like the new like? Yeah, Yahoo Screen is this. I think thing? this is uh, this is this is great. This is the future. The future of entertainment. Yahoo sure. Screen is who is airing Ken Marino's Oh, right, stuff. right, right, right. Okay, yep, yep. I know exactly what it is. And yep. they, they also have, uh, they also picked up uh, that Seven Minutes in Heaven with um, Mike O'Brien, the SNL writer who interviews famous people in the closet. Mm-hmm. So they, Yahoo Screen's been, uh, yeah, they, they've been doing great stuff. Cool. So Jack Black is doing a show, uh, and it is called. It's a twelve-episode show called Ghost Girls, mm-hmm. which wraps uh, filming in Los Angeles at the end of the week, and is going to debut next year, two thousand thirteen. Jake Johnson, Molly Shannon, Jason Schwartzman among the celebrities that are going to appear, and episodes are going to be roughly ten minutes each. I kind of like this. This is like the new exactly what you said. This is kind of the the new thing where. Uh, it's great for the people that don't have long attention spans. <laughs> they can yeah. kind of get in, get out. You know, Adult Swim kind of started it off and then got that mold going. And then all of a sudden now here we are with stuff like, like you said, like Ken Marino's uh, show and uh, something like this with Jack Black. So that's cool. Um, any idea what the, this is about? Yeah, I, I have some idea. Let me let me look at the uh, the old Hollywood reporter. Look out there. Captain Hollywood. That's what they used to call him in high school. <laughs> yeah hollywood reporter is where uh, i got this this is according to hollywood reporter quote it revolves around two young female ghostbusters uh who attempt to solve the mysteries behind paranormal phenomena all with a comedic twist <laughs> all right cool do you think uh hey do you think because i know there were rumors about this do you think jack black is kind of vying for a, a spot in the new ghostbusters movie with something like this I think it's probably coincidental. Uh, I, th- I think he probably likes the idea of, of ghost mm-hmm. busting. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's it is seems to be a coincidence when uh, you know they throw that out there. The script's coming, and Jack Black is always rumored from the get go, and how he's putting this out. So oh, we'll see. Interesting, interesting, uh, but very cool. So look for that on Yahoo 
screen. And also, just check out Yahoo Screen because that's a that, again that is a neat little uh, new feature that Yahoo has. And like you said, man, it could be the future. The future. <laughs> Guys pushing buttons, wall-mounted <laughs> keyboards. <laughs> that was history science theater. All right, John Leguizamo inks a deal with ABC for his own series. Wow, uh, Leguizamo, he's uh, he's he hasn't been around in a while, and all of a sudden now See, here he is. ABC gets uh, yeah. they passed on a comedy pilot, uh, King the King of Van Nuys, starring John Leguizamo. They lined up uh, another half-hour project with him. Yeah, I guess I guess the first pilot they they just didn't dig, and they thought this was. Uh, this this was more promising. So basically, this is it's it's centered around his life, you know, his life in the Bronx, uh, you know, living with his mother and his grandfather, and uh, his move kind of to uh, the Upper West Side of New mm-hmm. York. You know, he's probably playing a, a fictionalized version of himself. Gotcha. But uh, Leguizamo, um, he's always active, but he's not always doing things that you know generate huge publicity for him right uh and he's a super talented guy very talented in theater uh he does a lot of voice work i hear him at least once a week because he plays the sloth and ice age which my four-year-old really enjoys <laughs> uh, <laughs> so i'm kind of looking forward to to what abc puts together with him yeah and uh not too long ago languizamo did a one-man show about this same subject uh yeah kind of his 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 childhood and growing up and stuff and it was pretty heavy it was actually pretty heavy it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't one of these things like oh sorry didn't see you there and then all of a sudden he goes into some kind of you know act where he acts out every member of his family <laughs> um <laughs> it was it was it was kind of a it was kind of a heavy duty thing and uh uh it's it's interesting now that they're, now they're gonna make a sitcom out of it so i'm wondering if it's going to be how comedic it's going to be I, you know uh especially with um, Louis success there seems to be this you know push for a little bit more making you think tugging at the heartstrings type of, type of thing and and even something like as fun as modern family still has that that touch of sen- sentimental value to it and you know making you feel good at the end about family values and just whatever all that kind of stuff so I'm wondering I'm wondering how you know how cookie cutter this Something like this will be when Leg- Leguizamo tends to, like you said, dive into s- some, uh, you know, not so popular or not so cookie cutter things. Yeah. You know? So it's uh, it's it, it'll be cool. It'll be cool to cool to see and and good for him. And also, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that he did play Luigi in the Super Mario Brothers movie. I just have to throw that out there. It's- <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> Which was a piece of shit. It was utter garbage. <laughs> Next week, our next week, our our entire episode should be dedicated to a thorough explication of that movie. <laughs> Piece of shit. So, all right. <laughs> okay, up next, uh, we got some fucking audio. Judd Apatow is um, yeah. talking to NPR about uh, his new movie. This is Forty, and he's got some f- he's got some funny stories about. Um, about the movie and about his process and everything, but the but the big thing is uh, in this clip is that he talks about how his wife Leslie Mann, who is the mother in this is this is forty, how uh, she convinced him to go topless in a scene that he wrote. You know, I'm always making notes of things that I think are interesting, and uh, I'm I was coming out of doing funny people, and I wasn't sure what I wanted to write about next, 
and it occurred to me that I did want to make a movie about family life. And I didn't think it would be about Pete and Debbie from Knocked Up. And then it just occurred to me when I – oh, I have the cast. I have the family. Why am I sitting here trying to figure out who to put in this movie? And and then everything fell into place. So then it's a you know a year or two of you know coming up with scene ideas. A lot of it is in collaboration with Leslie, where I, I would tell her you know a, an idea for a section of the movie, and then she'll say, "Well, you know what? You should do a scene about." And and a lot of the great scenes are things that she pushed to do. You know, sometimes people see the movies and they they think, "How could you make your wife do that?" And I'm like, "She begged me to do that. <laughs> like she what? thought of like it." What? Well, there's a scene where she comes into the bedroom topless. And and basically, you know, wants to have sex with Paul Rudd, her husband, and he's preoccupied with work and his problems, and he, he doesn't even notice what she's doing, and it's and it's a really painful rejection because they're just in different headspaces. And she thought it was important to show that aspect of marriage that you know you get older and you want to feel loved and still appreciated and sexy, and sometimes you're just. Uh, uh, not connecting and how painful that is. And then she said, and I think it would be much better if I was topless. <laughs> when we did it, I would never think to ask her that. And then I said, well, don't you think that would be embarrassing for the kids? And she's like, who cares? They can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> now she says, I just want to get them on a record. <laughs> so there you go. A little uh, insight into the creative process for Judd Apatow there. And that's Wow, that's uh, I would never have thought that. I mean, I know Leslie Mann's Leslie Mann's a cool chick. If you ever if you follow her on Twitter, you can kind of you can kind of figure that out. Um, she's a very proud mom, very proud of her her daughters and everything. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You that's something that's kind of it's kind of racy, kind of different. You didn't think that that would actually come from her uh, directly, right? Uh, what do you think about that, man? I, I mean, it, it's 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 interesting, and, and I should I should know. I mean, at the at the end of that clip. You know, Judd says that Leslie said to uh, no that Judd said to Leslie at the time. You know, don't think that don't you think that would be awkward for the kids? Uh, it would be awkward for any for any kids. But you, people need to keep in mind that both daughters are in the movie, right? So <laughs> that's something that I mean, it's 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 said in the rest of this interview, um, but it's just not mentioned. So Maud Apatow and uh, Iris, I think. Uh, the other daughter, the younger daughter is. Mm-hmm. So they're both in this movie that their mom is, you know, topless, you know, making out with Paul Rudd or trying to make out with Paul Rudd. Yeah, it's that's pretty crazy. I mean, I don't, I couldn't, how do you even start that conversation <laughs> with your kids? I mean, like, you know. You know what? It, in, in their family, it's probably, I mean, their family is probably not like my family or your family. They, it's, these things have probably come up like a dozen times already. True, true. Now, okay, but, but like, what if, let's say, you had to do an interview, okay? Yeah. You had to do an interview, and you had to do it with Louis C.K., let's say, okay? Let's just say right. somebody, somebody big. So let's say Louis C.K. says, hey, Dylan, would you mind coming over to my house? Because yeah. I want to do, an, I want you to do an interview with me. I have an exclusive thing that I want to release on Last Ben. I really respect your work, blah, 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 blah. The only right. thing is, I need you to videotape it, and I need you to do it without pants. Am I? Am I? I so I'm being filmed without. You're pants? You're being filmed without pants. He's fully clothed. Or underwear. Um. Sure. 
I mean, I I would I would say I I would say I can't do that only because I would get for for probably the worst reasons, which is <laughs> everybody online would call me uh, a horrible sellout, and uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. But it, would I you mean, be able if to? He was like, <laughs> would you? No, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> okay, what if it was you could you can write it. You don't have to vi- you, you don't have to videotape it. You can write about it, but you still have to not have wear pants. And but you have to tell your family. <laughs> but I have to tell my family that I interviewed Louis C.K. without pants. Without pants. <laughs> Does do I have to reveal in the story that I was pantsless? Um. You could allude to it. <laughs> do I have to allude to the fact that he made me do it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, then I wouldn't do it. <laughs> All right, let's, let's. This is great. I'm gonna get you. I'll, I'll get you one of these days without <laughs> pants. It's happening. <laughs> it's happening. Um, Maybe if like I it was interviewing, you know, like an Allison Brie or Lizzie Kaplan, or I, you know, without pants, sans pants. What did they say? <laughs> uh. <laughs> So anyway, this is forty is uh, is coming out soon. It looks great. Um, my I don't know about your wife, but my wife is completely in love with Paul Rudd. Yeah, I mean, yes, yes, I could. Uh, right. Yes, she she enjo- she enjoys his work. Yeah, and I, and I'm totally fine with that. She's like, I'd probably have sex with Paul Rudd, and I'm like, that's cool because I probably would too. <laughs> just, just for the story, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'd have sex with him and then brag to you about it. Yeah, sure. I mean, he's uh, he's he seems like a cool dude. He's he's about my height. He's a he's a short guy. Nice. A little fun fact about Paul Rudd. Yeah. Me and him actually worked for the same DJ company out in Los Angeles. Oh. Not at the same time, obviously, but. Very interesting. That's that's how I connect myself to everything. Is I always try to find something like that. Yeah, sure. I mean, the world revolves around you, doesn't it, Mike? Yep. Yep. Look at me. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on. Stephen Colbert, $800,000 he gives to Hurricane Sandy Relief and more. What? Yeah. So uh, as as I'm sure you and, and our listeners are aware, so months and months ago, Stephen Colbert started the Super PAC. A Super PAC is basically an organization that raises money for a presidential candidate, but they don't have to say where their money is coming from or how much money they have. And they technically have nothing to do with the candidates. So, in other words, uh, there could be a million, there could be a dozen super PACs that give money to Barack Obama, Barack, but Barack Obama, you know, on paper doesn't know anything about them. They have no relationship. So, in order to expose how effed up uh, super PACs are, he started his own super PAC months ago. Um, uh, you know, and and I think he did. Uh, a, a, a lot of a lot of good to kind of expose the the problem with 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 campaign finance and and you know try to just spur some debate about campaign finance r- reform. The point is, Mike mm-hmm. and, li- and listeners, <laughs> I'm, I'm, wa- I'm waiting. Pack, which is called Americans for a Better Tomorrow. Tomorrow, okay. um, disbanded. Uh, if if that's even uh, an, an appropriate term for this. Uh, but not before they they raised a bunch of money. They I think they already gave money to to some charities, but they had about eight hundred thousand dollars left. So, of the that the remaining money, they gave 
uh, the, the rest of the money to Donors Choose, Team Rubicon, and Habitat for Humanity, uh, which we're, are all helping in the Hurricane Sandy um, uh, rebuilding effort. Mm-hmm. Um, $125,000 uh, $125, was given to, to each of those uh, three um, organizations I just mentioned. Uh, $125,000 was given to the Yellow Ribbon Fund, which benefits wounded soldiers and their families. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Center for Responsive Politics and the Campaign Legal Center uh, split the remaining funds, which, by my math, if my math is right, is about $137,000 each. And those, uh, the last two places, obviously, are um, organizations that uh, try to um, expose, uh, you know, camp- campaign finance problems. Okay. Cool. Wow. That's so, that's yeah. incredible. Bravo to uh, Stephen Colbert and uh, and and bravo to to this super PAC, this now disbanded super PAC. Um, right. <laughs> donating all of these uh, donating to all these um great causes. And this is actually a a good segue uh the the series of uh, for the series of audio we're we're about to to listen to. Yeah. I uh, the day I mean I and I'm I'm, I'm embarrassed to say that uh, you know the day of the the Connecticut shooting is the first time I ever like wrote my congressman like literally got online and, and wrote my congressman. Wow. Unfortunately, uh, the email I got back from my congressman said that he was um, voted he 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 didn't he didn't win the most recent election. Oh. So deep. I think I have to I have to resend my my letter to my congressman. Yeah. Um. Again, I just th- I thought it was I thought it was silly. I th- I mean not silly, but I thought it was funny. I'm like I'm gonna do it. This is you know it shouldn't take this, but it did take this, and now I'm gonna write my congressman right. and tell him what I think about you know stricter you know gun laws and all this stuff. And then like a day later, I get any an, an automatic reply back, basically saying like it was great being your congressman. I'm not your congress any <laughs> congressman anymore. Some Republican dude is. See ya. <laughs> Thanks a pant load. Bye. <laughs> uh, so yeah. um, I th- I thought it would be interesting, you know, when 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 horrible things like th- like this happen, uh, the shooting in Connecticut. To me, anyway, somebody who's obviously studying comedy every single day, I, it's always interesting to see, you know, how comedians and, and the late night shows are going to address it. I think the Onion. Uh, I don't know if you've. Uh, I think the Onion from the get go has done a really great job. Oh, the Onion's great. Out, Go to theonion.com to check out their 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 take on all of this. They did a great job. SNL uh, did a really great thing. They didn't really announce it. They didn't say it was a tribute, but basically their cold open, uh, their cold opening was um, the New York City's Children's Chorus singing "Silent Night," mm-hmm. and like that was it. Nothing else was said. Right. Um, but the the audio I wanted to listen to. Well, first let's let's we could just we could just do it in order. Um, so Jay Leno actually on on Friday, the day of the shooting said a few words it was very 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 short so i just want to if you guys miss this just see how each one of these late night talk show hosts uh address the issue so here's leno i want to thank you all for joining us tonight uh once again it breaks my heart to have to do a show under these circumstances unfortunately as you know we had another tragedy in our country today and uh, i want to express my sympathy and my sadness to all the families affected by this uh very violent act. Our thoughts and prayers are with you and yours. And we gave a lot of thought to canceling the show tonight, but in the end, we decided to do one just in hopes of maybe offering you a brief distraction and maybe putting a smile on your face before you go to bed. So with that in mind, uh, oh, you know his birthday? 
Jets coach Rex Ryan. 50 years old today, 50 years old today, so. If, yeah, if you'd, uh, if you'd like to send him a gift, he could use a quarterback. That would be good. Yeah, yeah. You happen to have one. And the Lakers lost again last no. night. Oh, oh, come on, Dave. What Don't is going that, on? Oh, did you hear that? So there you go, Leno, uh, you know, doing his thing and then going right into it. And uh, they all show each person's personality to the utmost yeah. which i think is pretty cool um Le- leno's is kind of he does his thing and then he go he, he he what he said was i believe to be off the cuff and 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 from the heart and then going into his his type monologue um so it, it that that seemed kind of jumpy but at the same time it, it's that's that's leno that's how he that's how he operates day of your you're like, what? What do we? What do you do? You, you know, because everything is still so crazy. And there, and you know, as as much as, and I think most people know this by now, these shows don't tape at 11 p.m. at the end of the day. Right. They tape in the middle of the day, and all this stuff right. is still going. I mean, all this stuff is still going on, and a lot of the facts that we know now are not known, and it's it's a tough decision for anybody to work i mean i know personally again not to put a personal spin on it but i know personally i i couldn't work most of the i couldn't focus friday about all the crap so yeah it was it was tough for sure um all right who we got next we got letterman right um yeah we could do letterman next sure here's this was uh the to to be clear the rest of the ones we listen are listening to are from monday night so it it happened friday and then monday night so this is letterman from monday uh, as I understand it, the, the woman whose guns were used in, in this were all acquired legally. Uh, but again, you hear that semi-automatic, and it had a had a clip that contained 30 rounds of ammunition. Wow. And and I, I I don't know what what why do you need that? I, right. And uh, you can have guns. Uh, 50% of the households in this country have guns. So we're never going to say you can't have guns. But, you know, people. Take them to a shooting range, take them out target practicing, take them hunting, do anything you want. But um, I honestly, and I've been around wildlife quite a lot, I've never seen a deer worth 30 rounds of ammo in an automatic rifle. (laughs) I mean, you know, one shot, two shots, you may be done for the day. So that part I don't understand. There's Letterman. And something I got to say about Letterman, Letterman, um, when... There's something serious that Letterman needs to talk about and he needs to address. He I, I think he does it better than anybody only because he he's really not trying to be funny. Like he the the line about the deer was was funny, but he's really yeah. he's really not trying to do it. Like he's just he's just talking. You know? Right. I, I I forget what it was before this. He got he got angry. I mean he got visibly angry about a subject. Oh shoot, it's gonna it's gonna bother me. I can't remember what it was. But but something like this, where you can tell, and it's in that tone of his voice, where he wants to, you know, he's going through what we're all going through, which is with this whole thing, which is uh, just an array of emotions. You want to joke, but you don't want to joke too much. You don't want to, you want to be angry, but you don't want to be too angry because you're angry at the wrong things and whatever, you know. So it's, I always like Letterman's takes on on stuff like this, only because it just it just seems that he comes at it from such a different place than everybody else you know he 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 doesn't it seems like he just doesn't meet with his writers he just goes out there and says something you know right so yep absolutely um all right i want to do conan next before we get started though uh, i wanted to mention something uh briefly this is obviously the part of the show where i come out and we talk about what's going on in the news and uh 
As everybody knows, the news these last few days has been absolutely horrific. And uh, of course, everyone who works at this show, everyone here in the audience's thoughts and prayers are uh, with the families affected by Friday's insanely mindless tragedy. And as you can imagine, I came into work today and the last thing I wanted to do was comb through the newspaper and try and find something funny. So if you don't mind, tonight I thought what we might do is just skip the news part of the show and instead just do silly and pointless comedy. I thought that might be the way to go. Just absolutely, just, yeah, because when you think about it, when you think about it, that's all I'm really good at. <laughs> that might be my, the reason I've been put on earth. Yeah, yeah. Is to do stuff that has completely no point, no bearing on anything. Yes. It entertains you, you laugh, and then 20 minutes later you think, that was stupid. There you go, there's Conan. And Conan uh, just decided to not even, to barely mention it. Um, because I think... His his point of view was, you know, it's been talked about enough, and I don't want to add to it. I, I, I know we're all heartbroken. I don't want to really go into it too much. And most all of these guys pretty much did that. But Conan, I think, just didn't even give you. Here's a funny out, you know. Here it's it was. Nope, we're not even gonna, we're not even going to talk talk about the news. Let's just move on to the goofy stuff that we do. All right. Finally, uh, <laughs> this one made me laugh. And again, it's. It's the guy's personality, but Jimmy Kimmel just the roller coaster that you went on with him is great because he he gets he gets emotional. So here here you go. Here's here's uh, here's Kimmel. I'm glad he came out. I hope we can uh, laugh a bit tonight after a horrible weekend. And uh, I'm sorry. I, uh, I have trouble controlling my emotions, but it feels weird to do a show with so much uh, sadness, and uh, sometimes, though, that's what needs to happen. So I think the president said what needed to be said last night on television. I think he spoke beautifully. I, I just want the um, people in Connecticut to know that uh, we do not take what you're going through lightly, and we are thinking about you here a lot, all of us, even though we're at a uh, hospital. Yeah. Tonight is give me a little break from being sad, and uh, I will try to, my best to do that, all right? So, um, do you want to see some Christmas lights shaped like a penis? <laughs> <laughs> Again, just a, a great, that was a great out. That was a really great out. And, and also, too, just the beginning of it was great, too, because he's real. He's, he's, you, can hear, you can hear him quivering. You can hear him you know, having trouble with the words and yet he gets through it and he delivers a, a dynamite line at the end and, and, and you get to, you get to laugh, you know, you get to laugh again. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, Loved it. So very, very cool. Very interesting how everybody has, has kind of handled this. This is, um, I don't know about you, man, but I, I was just, I couldn't, I couldn't stop uh, thinking about it. I couldn't stop thinking about it all weekend. I don't have kids. I know you have two. And I know that um, for people that have had ki- that have kids um, that I've talked to and, and that I've seen on you know Facebook or whatever, you know, just the absolute 
worst scenarios just have been running through people's heads and, you know, have been really attaching themselves to it. And as you know, if, if this was them and their kids and, and so, and, but, but even somebody like me that doesn't have kids, I'm dude, I, I, I'm, I don't know what, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know what to do with myself. You know, it's like one of those things where you feel like you need to help in some way. And like you were saying before, you felt the need finally, you know, finally you've never done it before to write your congressman about something. Um, and maybe that's, maybe that was the reason for something like this. I mean, it's stupid to say, but, but maybe like something like this is finally, and it just, it sucks that it takes stuff like this, but maybe something like this is, is finally a reason to be honest um, a lot of times when we talk about the comedians that we like and, and, and comedy in general, it's, it's, it's about them being honest and us laughing at things that happen in our lives truly that we don't talk about. And may, but maybe now some of those things we, we can start talking about, whether it's guns or whether it's mental issues or whether it's 24 hour news media, which yeah, I think honestly, so I don't want to really get too political about anything. But if if you want if you want to know what's the easiest thing to to, to take care of, I think personally, the twenty four hour news channels are the easiest ones to to attack, <laughs> if you will, and change and talk about. And as some of this stuff is unneeded, unnecessary, it's just it, yeah. it's filler and it's disgusting and it's it's desensitizing and it causes some of this stuff. I truly believe that more so maybe than all, all these other things. But what are your thoughts as far as like, I, you know, like I said, you're, you're a parent, you, you know, you, you had to deal with this all weekend and you know, I don't know if your kids are asking questions and, and how, no. did, how did you, how did you guys kind of go about this? They're, I mean, they're, I mean, they're way too young. I mean, I'm not going to make believe that. I mean, I certainly, I mean, my oldest one is four. Yeah. He he has no idea what's going on. Sure. Uh, he just wanted to get a Christmas tree. Right. So that that that's what we did. I I wish I could empathize completely with folks like yourself as that are parents because what was like what was your initial response when you when you heard about it? Obviously, you know, shocked and and you know, saddened and all those things. But what was but after that settled. Yeah. You know, after that settled and and you you grasped the concept of what was going on, what was your initial emotional reaction? My initial response was, uh, "This is going to get worse," and by the time my kid gets to that level of schooling where things like this can happen, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to be you know really worried about it. And I think, I I mean I. I think part of the reason I didn't, I haven't been thinking about it too much is a, I'm trying not to think about it. And I also have a very good friend who has a sibling who has children in that school district. Wow. Um, so I've kind of been, you know, like when, when you know somebody who, who actually, I mean, I don't, I mean, I've, I've met this sibling mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm not friends with this person, but you start thinking of that and the, I, I don't know. I just, I 
I'm kind of thinking about their situation, not because I'm a great person, just because it's easier for me to think about their situation than to continuously run through scenarios in my head to, so that I, you know, scare the shit out of myself. Uh, yeah, it, it just sucks, man. There's no, again, like, like, like our professionals out here, the, the, the late night hosts showed us there's there's really no there's really no great way to come out of it <laughs> there's really no great transition so i think uh i think w- instead we're just going to announce the results of the readers poll there's 12 categories i'll, I'll go through them as, as quickly as, as possible yeah. um i should note that i'm looking i'm seeing the results for the first time so i'm learning as as you guys are. oh look so, at that isn't that great? Again, exclusivity right here. <laughs> so uh, the first category we had, let's you know what? Let's do it from. I'm going to do it from the from the bottom from the bottom up. So uh, okay, so favorite comedy movie. Mm. Take a guess. Favorite comedy movie. Mm, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say I don't know your demographic. I'm gonna say. Uh, <laughs> Caddyshack. I don't know. <laughs> of 2012, you goose. Oh. <laughs> okay, so here um Ted. Oh, very good guess. Ted um looks like it got 9.1% of the vote. Um keep in mind there was a lot of um of nominations. So 9.1 is pretty high. The okay. winner, Mike Birbiglia's Sleepwalk With Me, 12.4%. All righty. Wow. Okay. So, all right. So, you have educated readers. We get it. That's right. But, well, 21 Jump Street came in a, came in second at 11.6%. That was a funny movie. <laughs> I got to yeah, say. Everybody it loved it. Everybody loved it. And Moonrise Kingdom uh, mm. looks like Moonrise Kingdom is third at 10.3 percent oh and by the way if you're listening to this and then you see the results on laugh spin and the percentages are a little different and stuff mm. like that mm. don't yell at me because i'm like i said i'm just reading these as as i'm seeing them okay, okay. um let's see favorite funny tweeter the winner in that category again this is a category with that had uh, a lot of nominations uh, the winner of that category, let's see. Ooh, very, very close. Rob Delaney with 10.7% of the vote, edging out Patton Oswalt, who got 10% of the vote. Oh, see, I thought we would have said George Wallace. He's pretty funny, George Wallace. George, George Wallace is fucking hilarious. He's, I don't care what anybody says. He's pretty great. I'm being serious. No, I know. I'm just... On my other podcast, the, the Jay, one of my co-hosts, he he's like, "Why are we following George Wallace on Twitter?" I'm like, "Because he's fucking hysterical. He's the you, best. He's awesome. Read those shits. They're great." All right. Anyway, go ahead. Okay. Uh, favorite comedy site. Now, keep in mind, favorite comedy site means favorite site where you go to get comedy content. This is not Laughspin. Was not we didn't nominate ourselves. It what? It's not news sites. It's just. Where you go to go and get your get your laugh on. <laughs> uh, the Onion. The Onion wins it with 28.2%. Wow. Okay, great. Yeah, no, The Onion is hilarious. I, the, if anything, their headlines alone make yeah. them deserve that 28%. That's great. Absolutely. And Funny or Die was second with 21.1%. 
And it looks like Cracked.com came in third with 11.6%. A very, very underrated site I think you should check out more often because not only is there are other articles hilarious, but they're also very, very thought-provoking, and they also have some awesome... I think out of all of the pop culture top 10 you know, great things about such and such yeah. websites, uh, theirs are the most uh, interesting and um, creative. Well, yeah, Cracked is de- definitely has uh, the best list. They, that's definitely their 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 specialty. Yeah, cool. All um, right, what else you got? Favorite comedy television programming, meaning the network that you like the most to go get your comedy. Uh, I'm gonna say FX. FX wins twenty five point six percent. Very very cool. I think Louie and Sonny have something to do with that. Yep. Coming in second, Comedy Central at nineteen point four percent, and coming in third, NBC. Uh, 16.6%. We have some, I mean, not, not, we have some very smart readers, I think. I believe. Um, and Adult Swim, I, looks like um, fourth place with 14.8%. Adult Swim, also very funny. Children's Hospital is probably one of my favorite shows. Favorite comedy podcast network. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Who do you think won this one? Uh, I'm going to go... I'm gonna go. It's it's either it's either Adam Carolla's or uh, Kevin Smith. So I'm gonna go Adam Carolla's. Nope. The answer is Nerdist with thirty point three percent. I was way off. Samsonite. Yep. And uh, Earwolf came in second with twenty two point four percent. Okay. Um. And coming in third, the All Things Comedy Network. Yay! That's us, by the way, folks. If you don't know, we're part of the All Things Comedy Network, where you can get some great comedy podcasts uh like bill burrs and who else and uh harlan williams and mm-hmm. uh eddie pepitone and, mm-hmm. and more allthingscomedy.com and my mom yeah my mom's podcast your mom's podcast. uh favorite new comedy podcast um with 22.1 percent chelsea peretti's podcast which is entitled call chelsea peretti wins this one i haven't heard that one yet is it any good have you heard it i haven't heard it buddy Got to be right, honest with you. It. Nerd Poker with Brian Posehn. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Nerd Poker with Brian Posehn came in second, 17.1%. Cool. I got to check out both of those. Movie? I got to listen to the readers. What's that? I, I said I got to check out both of those. I got to follow the readers here on this one. I got I to gotta take their uh, advice and listen to those, too. Favorite comedy podcast? Of all time. I'm going to go Mark No, 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 of, of 2012. Mark Maron wins. You're correct. Yeah. yeah. 16.9% of the vote. Coming in second, uh, do, 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 a far second. You made it weird with Pete Holmes, eight point two percent, and Walking the Room comes in at eight point one percent. And Walking the Room is also part of all things comedy. And I just totally lied to you guys. Comedy Bang Bang uh, is eight point two percent. This is why I'm telling you. So you made it weird, and Comedy Bang Bang ties for third place at eight point two percent. And Walking the Room gets a close fourth place at 8.1 percent mm, wow okay all right wow okay that's that's uh that's good, that's good right there. favorite musical comedy act reggie watts wins at 20.5 percent garfunkel yeah. and oats second place at 15.9 percent uh favorite late night show this, oh, is, this is this is interesting. interesting. So this is all your typical late night shows, and I've also combined like the cable ones, like uh, on Comedy Central and FX and stuff like that. So the winner here, I uh, 
I I didn't I didn't expect this. The Daily Show with John Stewart. I did. You did. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. You can uh, kind of tell just by the the direction that your readers are going in. That's that's definitely. Yeah, I would say, and Colbert's probably two, right? Uh, Colbert is three. Conan is two with seventeen point wow. eight percent. Colbert has fourteen point six percent. Conan still holding on to his key demo. That's cool. Yep. Favorite animated comedy show, my friend. You're going to be happy about this. Uh oh. Tell me. Archer. Yeah. Nineteen nineteen point eight percent of the vote coming in. In second place is South Park with sixteen point three percent. Nice. And coming in third percent, uh, third percent, third place is Bob's Burgers with fifteen point eight percent. Wow, cool. Archer, new season coming out next month. I think it's January seventeenth. I believe. There you go. Now here, here are the two biggies. Um, favorite comedy show again. Tons of nominees. So if the percentages seem low, that's why. Mm. Favorite comedy show. What do you think, Mike? I gotta go. You gotta go, Louie. It just sounds like it's Louie. No, you are correct. Twenty-two point six percent. Wow, that's high. Actually, it's very high for the amount of uh, uh, of nominees we had. Uh, in second place, Parks and Rec, fifteen percent. Wow, good for them. That's great. Yep. In third place, I'm super happy about this. Community. All right. Ten point five percent of the vote. Very, very cool. Wow. Um, I'm not even kidding you when I say this. Whitney got one vote. <laughs> um, there's a lot of other nominees, though. Yeah. And finally, the favorite, Laughspin.com's favorites, the readers. God, I'm really fucking this, the big thing up. Okay. <laughs> favorite stand-up comedian of 2012, as voted on by the readers of Laughspin.com. I'm not gonna guess. You, you, I'm not gonna guess. You, you just give it to us, man. And we were, we're waiting. No surprise here, ladies and gentlemen. Louis C.K. Wow, there he is. Eighteen point six percent of the vote. Um, coming in second. Let's see. It looks like. Wow, that's how close this is, guys. Really? Yeah. Looks like Tig Notaro, number two. Wow. 8.6%. Wow. Wow. And, that's, yeah, wow. That's, surpri- that's very surprising. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I think a lot of people uh, embrace Tig after uh, the year she's been through. Yeah. That's um, wow, that's great. That is that is really great. What el- Who else got some high marks th- on that? Third, I'm, th- I'm interested in knowing. Third place was John Mulaney. Okay. At 7.1%. Very cool. Uh, Maria Bamford looks like she's... Oh, no, no, sorry, sorry. What did I say about uh, Mulaney? 7.1, sorry. Bill Burr is above John Mulaney at 7.3%. Um, so Bill Burr got some pretty high marks. Maria Bamford. Um, those are, let's see... Those seem to be your four, your top four. Mark, right? yeah, those are that's four, four. Yeah, five. Mark Marin looks like he's next. I don't know. Jim Gaffigan's next, then Mark Marin. So wow, okay. Well, it's very that's wow. That's a that's a diverse group. That is a diverse group for your top five, six comedians there. Very yeah. cool though, man. That's I'm proud of our readers. Let's put it that way. Yeah, me too. I really am. It, it's uh, it's 
it's it's a it's good to know that there's a lot of people out there that um you know no good no good things have good taste and and uh, and understand uh what's going on in the world today and uh and and respond appropriately when it comes to comedy that's great that's great <laughs> because i i think that all that does nothing but uh encourage the cream to rise to the top and and be- and better and and more uh, exciting acts to come out in the 2013 year which will be coming um i would like to say that if this is uh if you are hearing this and the apocalypse has happened uh congratulations that's awesome start breeding immediately let's get this let's get this show on the road because <laughs> <laughs> this right yeah 21st yeah. is this let's, friday that's friday right I, th- I think this friday i mean yeah i think this friday we're all dead which yeah. is awesome all right cool uh, yeah. Let's get out of here, Mike. All right, let's do it. This has been a long one, but that's okay because it's important. There's some important things going on. You got some plugs, sir. Yeah, man. Uh, check us out on Facebook, on the Tumblr. We're on Pinterest. We're on Twitter, of course. Twitter's probably your best bet. I'm constantly updating it with great news and funny things. At, so we're at LaughSpinCom on the old Twitter. Cool. And then also to... Uh, SoundCloud. We're talking about all these things with uh, nice interactive comments and so forth. SoundCloud is a great place to go to uh, interact with us and, and get shout-outs and those things. Uh, uh, go to soundcloud.com slash laughspin. Also, you can get us again on the All Things Comedy Network. Allthingscomedy.com is the place to be for some great comedy podcasts, as our readers will tell you themselves. That's great. Uh, you can also find me on Masters of None. It's another podcast that I'm a part of. Um, those that have jumped over mastersofnone.com we will see you next week uh yeah we'll see you next week for laugh spin podcast Thank you. Yeah.